Watch who? Hello. Hello. Hang on. Checking this cat away. She's trying to bite me. Carry on. Welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. Advance party to radar. We're coming back. This isn't the ship you described. Oh no, that was terrible. That was awful. I was trying. <laughs> keep it. Keep it. That's what she says, though. I think <laughs> I just didn't something say something like that. She does say something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, here we are. We're on that. We're on that ship. We've got we're our ship. leopard just, ship, as it were. We've just come through with our goldfish bowl helmets on. Oh, I've got an update for you, actually. Oh, go on. Before we start. Yeah, yeah. Neighbours guy. <laughs> so last week, I messaged, didn't I? I said I was yeah, going to message yeah. him. You live messaged. <laughs> anyway, I got a response. All, all I said was, are you enjoying the new series? And he put, haven't really watched. So he's not even watching the new. He doesn't even watch Neighbours, I don't think. And then he put, do you have any VHS still? <laughs> And then he, and I'm not replying to any of this. And then he put, if you want to trade, I have some high quality episodes. And he sent a clip. And he's got, I've got 86 to 92. And he's got a picture of all his VHS tapes. And then he says, you won't get this opportunity again. So either yes or no, don't waste my time. And all of them have credits. Did you chuck the VHS away? If you want to trade, you know where I am. Goodbye. Don't contact me again. Good luck getting 80s, 90s in this quality. If you see my message, just reply. And I didn't reply. I was just like... Do not reply. If you see my message, just reply. Oh. I, I just wanted to know from someone that I think likes watching Neighbours, what does he think of the new series? That's all I asked. He has Do you know no... what you should have written sent and said? Just go, do you have any Doctor Who? <laughs> You'll be like, I've got, I've got these <gasps> missing episodes. <laughs> oh, my God. What if he has missing episodes of Doctor Who? Oh, my God. So I'll, I'll trade you some missing episodes of Doctor Who for... Um... I might just say, look, sorry, I haven't got any... V- All the VHS I had, I sent to that woman in Ireland because he asked me to. <laughs> oh, yeah, just say that. Like... Write it now, Mark. Another live tweet from Mark. <laughs> I might just... I have to just check that he hasn't got any Doctor Who just in case he is like a collector or something. Oh, my God. But, yeah, anyway, so he doesn't even watch Neighbours, I don't think. What is anyway? Neighbours VHS guy still going. <laughs> How many years has that been now? We started talking about him. I think if anybody wants to know the origin, the space pirate, which is just at the end of the second Doctor. I reckon it's been two years. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But he just, he won't talk about the show. I just think that's really weird. Like you think if you've got all those years, I d- like you have an opinion on what you're watching you're a fan of it surely you'd think anyway that's my update this week should we go straight into terminus let's do it so i've uh, sort of a, a big story season 20 is continuing to have surprises i hope for you yeah absolutely this this was um in many ways a surprise uh in that i did enjoy it there's a lot going on, and sometimes that can be a bit too much, but this seemed to work quite well. 
a lot of Dr. Nissa, and then obviously Nissa. And I I think it was maybe oh, I'm trying to remember if it was the end of the third or the beginning of the fourth when Nissa's got cured and what's his name goes back to help her. And she literally like mounts him. Yeah, well she doesn't well, I think he she thinks he's an intruder. And yeah, but she, then she mounts him. Yeah, in her underwear, basically. In her underwear, she mounts him. And I was like, this is not for TV. She, yes, it was then that I was like, I think she'll stay. It sort of does come out of nowhere a little bit. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. She seems to be building a rapport. She, we had the thing at the start where she's been talking, she's in there trying to do all this synthesizing and stuff like She says she's trying to work all that out. Yes, but also I do feel the... The layers are being sewn. So it wasn't like, it's not like some of them where it's like, what? Where's that come from? You sense that she's got this rapport, even though she's not staying with him. She doesn't say that. But you feel that she has this rapport with that guy and like, I don't know. I got a sense of like, maybe it was going to happen. It wasn't such a shock when she did. It was a shock a little bit when it looked like her and the doctor were about to kiss when she said goodbye. Okay, okay, lots to get through. Lots to talk about this <laughs> Well, we'll start off at the beginning. It's quite nice to see. Nissa's bedroom now has a whole lab. She's moved yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, she's been there a while. Yeah, she's doing her science. She loves some science. Turlo's sneaking around. He is given Adric's bedroom, which is like, how many rooms in the TARDIS are that you have to... You don't. He Surely he can have his own bedroom. You'd think, but I don't know, maybe the other rooms are full. We never have more than three companions on at a time, they're so... But it, well, it's nice to see Adric's bedroom again, and Tegan, I noticed, picks up the thing from Kinder and plays with it as well. That's There's a, a nice... weird chemistry between them two as well. Well, Tegan is very suspicious of Turlo still. And Turlo's like, but don't you try... He does that, it's weird, like logic-y thing that's almost flirty but not it's really odd there's like a weird like tension energy between them and then they're paired together the whole time it's quite a sexual energy oh I thought okay I didn't pick up on that no maybe that's just me I, I feel like hate and love are only ever like they're really close you can be really not liking someone and then like you could be having sex in the next <laughs> that's what I feel it is with them Okay, very close to, yeah, okay. There's like a weird energy tension vibe, but not in like an awkward, in like, it's kind of like an, like, I don't know, they seem to like get on quite well, I reckon, off screen. Well, I prefer that to the weird Adric arguing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And Turlo feels more adult than Adric. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I know he's been in a school, but he doesn't like, act like he's in a school or... I don't think he was a school kid anymore. And you know how, like, Tegan was sort of more the adult one out of Adric and Nyssa? I feel like Turlo is at that same level as Tegan, like, they're adults together. But actually, in this one, I think Nyssa was a little bit more grown up than Tegan. Oh, you see, I think she's reverted a bit. I think she went a bit childish in this. Oh, interesting. The Black Guardian is still after Of course, yeah. And Turlo's talking to him and stuff. The Doctor still lives. It's it's just not going anywhere because it no, can't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. It's not going anywhere at all. But he gets. I think this story, the reason for his presence here, 
is to give Tegan something to do so they can really focus on the fact that this is going and that storyline. We've well, still got the Black Guardian sort of manipulating things. She's, he gets Turlo to sabotage the TARDIS, which maybe he wanted it to go to Terminus, and he gets them off the TARDIS. He's sort of in the background. But equally, some of that, I think... I mean, you know, the sabotage of the TARDIS... But even that, all the sabotage of the TARDIS and stuff like that. Like, he's a really... It's not the actor's fault. I think he's doing the best he can. But, like, he's really like, oh, yes, I'm deceitful. I'm, like, I'm trashing this thing and I'm doing all this stuff. And he's also like, but I don't want to hurt him. And it's like, well, what are you? You're either, like, fully in it and then you're almost like, oh, I'm trying. Like, oh, I'm being deceived or something. Or you don't want to do it. Typical redhead like you, Mark. He's one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is Turlo, picture of me and Turlo. I was trying to find a more recent one. I've only got the one of me as a child meeting Turlo, but it's literally me meeting myself when I'm older. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where does Mark start and Turlo begin? That's a... <laughs> That's it's so my future, funny. it's Turlo. I mean, that was like 20 years ago. Oh, well, yeah, obviously I can tell. You look little. <laughs> That's what Turlo looks like on TV. That's the funny thing. That's what Turlo looks like. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, so yeah, and so Turlo and Tegan have to be written out and they're in that underneath, underground or wherever for most of the story. The cool bit is where the doctor throws the chair to keep the door open. Very cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, well done. Got it, like, banging. Yeah. And I found this a little bit scary at first when that skull graffiti comes up. You're like, oh, what's what's going on? It's There's quite... a good tension. I, I didn't pay much attention to the music, but um, I think the music's quite good because I, I felt the tension. Well... This music, I had, I made a note on the music, I and mean, we don't really talk about the music very much. We don't no, that's why I never pay any attention but to it. But it's the same guy. It's what, electronic, and it's been the same guy for quite a while now. But it started to get on my nerves in this a bit, and I oh, called really? it. It's like a bit trumpety. It's like trumpet fatigue. It's every, <laughs> like it's a bit too oh keyboardy trumpety. It's like every time there's like. Wah, wah. <laughs> like and I just start I just started to notice it and once you hear it you can't sort you of can't unhear it. and uh, I don't think it suited it this well but it's just because it's the same guy that ele- like sometimes the electro I think when was it was it the visitation when it was like medieval and we were like it doesn't need that electronic music it just doesn't sometimes it just doesn't suit it and I've I just think- I don't know maybe it felt like it did for me because it's quite scully quite like it felt quite um grungy it fits i mean it is just sort of scaffolding and the the studio a lot of the time it's quite cheap sets i think but it works because it's supposed to be that rundown ship it's supposed and actually this is written by the same guy that wrote warrior's gate which was the one where romana i remember that the one where it was mainly white and then there'd be a gate and then yeah, yeah yeah and that would that set was all like scaffold and handheld and stuff so uh, it's the same guy, but then this it's is where you said all that tone. I mean, things happen really quick. There's sort of like a nervous anticipation to it all. Hmm. But then uh, this is where I think Nissa isn't as strong. Where okay, well, one, she's in her bedroom and she has to go through that door. We're in trouble. I'll explain later. What I couldn't really understand why she couldn't just go through the actual bedroom door the way she 
would come in because that's where the doctor comes in and does the chair. So if he can go through, why can't she just get out of the room? But, but there would be no story. But then she runs off. Why would she just drop her book and run away? Shouldn't she just... I mean, I know it's the story and it's how it is, but it just... Like, she's... And I, I know she gets ill and it's quiet and obviously that probably has an effect on her. But even at the beginning before she's ill, she's just like, why was she like like that with her hands in her knees in a corner? Like, she's, is it that scary? Maybe it was like... Because like there's... Maybe she was like doing into like a protect, protective, like, in case something falls. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I just felt a bit like they're writing it like that because she has to be that way to get for later on. But it's not the strongest Nissa we've had because actually, I think she's no, more intelligent. I, but equally, I don't know. I think it felt very like there was like it felt like a danger, and I quite enjoyed her acting going into that of like, ooh, he's like go through the door, and she's like scared to, and then like, and then we see our sort of guests for the week, the goldfish people. I'm going to call them goldfish bowl people. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad they got ditched early on, those hats, or the head things. I know they try sometimes to do this realistic thing. I'd be like... What made me laugh was then their hair was massive, which is why they were so big. (laughs) Yeah. Is it like, I don't know, Olivia New... What's Xanadu? We are in Xanadu. Does that come into my head? Xanadu? Is that an 80s lyric? Xanadu? I was thinking more like, um, like just any 80s perm. (laughs) It's awful. And so much makeup as well. They both have so... And when you're going into space, I especially with a space helmet, why do you need to wear... Especially if you're like space pirates, why do you need to wear so much makeup? And bl- but actually, even Tegan has... Is it blusher? Her cheeks are like... Oh, yeah. They all have contour. a lot of makeup on. Do they, she is... Do you know what? Actually, Tegan looks a bit like um one of the, Kard- the Kardashians' mum with the short hair and the... What, the makeup, Chris. Chris yeah, <laughs> Chris Jenner going on. It's a it's a Chris Jenner look. You it's love a, Chris Jenner as well. It's a, it's a Kardashian's makeup. She's got the makeup range there. Yeah, that's who it. Like it really is very eighties. Very Chris Jenner. Their whole outfit's very Kardashian. Actually, but I have to say again, I'm going to complain every time. Tegan is still in that outfit. It's a really impractical outfit. They're both in impractical outfits in this actually. Well, yeah, I mean, this is in literally in her. She's taking her all her clothes off. Well, she's got the skirt and the top. And to begin with, I was a bit like, oh, okay, we're going for something more. Like it reminded me a little bit of like a Polly outfit, a little bit like younger, like young woman of the era. And then, yeah, then when she loses it, it's a bit like, oh, and now we're in a nighty. It is literally a nighty. But going back to the our goldfish people, so one of them is Lisa Goddard. And she's in, I think you're probably too young for this, but it was a kid series called Woof. Yeah, but I've heard of her name, Lisa Goddard. She's in, I can't think of anything else that she's in. She does a lot of theatre stuff. Um, but she was the school teacher in Woof for me, and that's about the boy that um, turns into a dog, like, randomly, and he's at school and stuff, and he suddenly turns... I, I feel like you're more of a Bernard's Watch kind of person i am a bernard's watch it, it's like person. that kind of time slot but it was woof was before bernard's watch you can't woof remember 1989 yeah and she was the school teacher and i think she did maybe she didn't know about it but or she was more like the school teacher of like teaching him or something and then suddenly she'll be like oh there's a dog going through school that's unusual but i think she did find out about it and helped him later on I'm trying to work out the things that he would help with as a dog but maybe there was like robberies and stuff, and he knew as a dog who it was and stuff. But um, anyway, I used to watch that. That's what I know her from. And as we go through, 
they they are abandoned. They're all abandoned on this ship, and we don't really know what's going on in this ship because it's sort of like there's no one around. I do like the scene when like Tegan's getting in the arms and everything. I don't understand why she didn't. I mean, she got con- touched by them, but apparently she's not going to get lepers. I don't. But yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's just like gloss over that. Because literally, like, a scene later, the doctor's like, don't let them touch you. And I'm thinking, well, Tegan literally just got groped by them, so. Yeah, because how did Nissa didn't even touch anyone? And she suddenly We're aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very dramatic at the end of part one, though. So that guy, Olver, all the people are coming out, Tegan and Tello go underneath, and he's just like the most dramatic end of cliffhanger acting. He's quite quiet throughout the whole thing. And then suddenly he's like, well, yeah, now, yeah. now we all know. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a leper ship. We're all going to die. <laughs> like, talk about like over the top. Well, he's shouting it over all the extras. There's a lot of extras. There, there is a lot. Oh, and talking about the extras, one of the extras, and you might be able to see them. I'm not sure. I couldn't see her. Is Kathy Burke. Oh, okay. Sure, she's a leper. <laughs> Kathy Burke is there. And also, apparently, which again, I didn't see her, Maggie from Nightmare of Eden. I, do you know what? I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I didn't see her, but I thought you were going to tell me that... Ah! Woman <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so her and Kathy Burke are both having a great time being extras oh in this. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to tell me then. Well, speaking of extras, Adeline's <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to have to watch again and try and find them. I couldn't see that. There's so many. I think it's you know when Nissa's in all of that in in like locked up and stuff. They must be there. They're there somewhere. They all have like I like that their hands are just gloves. Their hands are just like awkwardly sized. Everyone's got the same hand. <laughs> Nothing really happened in part two for me at all. We meet our guards in this armour. I think the story is, so they are working on this ship. They are addicted to this drug. You know, that green stuff that they plug yeah, into Yeah, yeah, they're addicted to it. Okay. I, I think that's they why they're all, di- they're all sort of dying of like radiation or they need this drug to keep going. What I didn't understand was everyone's on, everyone who has like lasers goes to the ship we also see the Garm, the dog thing. Yeah. So there's this whole setup of the Garm will come and take you away for whatever reason we don't know. But don't go past his gaffer tape line because that's a dangerous area to go past the gaffer tape as well. It's setting all these things up, but it didn't, it has never always connected for me because then it's like this company, I think, is keeping these guys addicted to drugs. That are supposed to look after the Lazar people, but they're not—they're not cured. The what is the Garm? The Garm's a prisoner as well, and then he takes them one by one to be in the radiation thing, like Nissa. And then Nissa says later on, we find out that it's a random. So she just happened to get better, but lots of people don't get better. So is that the setup? That I'm just trying to work out. Those people lock people up, randomly grab them get them sent to have radiation, and then what, they leave or they die or people never leave? Is that why the guy's so upset at the end of part one? They're all going to die and no one leaves here? It. I don't know. I didn't really get the full picture. No, I don't understand what happens if you do get better, but obviously you can get better because I think that dog's job is like a nurse. Also, just jumping around, we don't really see that robot past season. You know the robot that they bump into in episode one? The one that grabs Nissa's hand? 
we don't really ever see that robot again. And I never. What was its function? Well, is it because you're not supposed to touch people with that? It's like helps them out, grab the sort of prisoners, Maybe, gets yeah. them in, and then there's all this sterilization stuff. So yeah, is that, they were talking about that. As do well. they lock they them all like, up? Sterilization so, at the end, or something. Be, like. Because we had a ship that turned up, which had our goldfish people on, and then they were going to raid it. They didn't know what was going on on this ship. So then the, their getaway guy goes away, and that ship goes. And then at the end of part one, another ship turns up, which I guess is why all the doors open and all the lasers are like dropped off. And then the steril, then the ship sort of automatic, so it's like sterilization, I suppose, helping them. I don't know what that is. I, yeah, I don't know. Because then you get all of this stuff with actually there's no pilot. Like the pilot sort of, that sort of skeleton guy. Yeah, he's there. And there's all of that. So, but it, I can't get the connection between the pilot sitting there and then nobody manning this ship. And then the guys are working there though. So do they not know this? Is it such a large ship that they're not? I think like, they just work for the company and they just do their job and they don't. And because he, he says when he's like trying to, again, when he's like, oh, I'm injured, help me. And he's saying all this stuff and then he just gets up, gets a gun and gets on with it. Yeah. I mean, there's a few little, it's weird because I did enjoy it. But again, yeah, I agree. There's a few things that I just didn't follow and there were a few plot holes. And if you didn't either, then I know I, it's I've, I did try this time because I think that's when I've ever I've watched it. I've been like, it's it's good. I sort of get it, the basics, but I never really get into those guard characters. And their their armor is all plastic and it clanks around a lot because it's cheap plastic, which really annoys me. And I think it's supposed to be metal, but they can't afford it. And and it'd be heavy to be wearing that all the time. And, and I, I follow like Nissa. She gets ill. She gets mistaken for a Lazar. She gets locked up. It's go- she goes a bit sort of Victorian child in the workhouse type thing, also, doesn't she? Because that other the woman fighter that they get, they've got the she got it, she got ill, and then she's suddenly fine, but she wasn't cured. Who got it? What? Lisa Goddard. Yeah, yeah. She was like she was in the with the lepers with Nissa. Was she? Yeah. She's Nissa's there all ill and she had a hood up and like she didn't look great herself. <laughs> Maybe that's just her makeup. No, Maybe I don't it was not. just her makeup. But I remember thinking, is she ill? No, because like... then they don't really do anything. They're like, before Nissa gets captured, they're like, right, we need to get back to the TARDIS. Two of us go this way. Two of us go this way, and we'll get back to the TARDIS. And then they get split up for the rest of the show, and that's that's what happens. But they they don't really add to the story that these other people are there it's just someone for the doctor to talk to and then you get all of this exposition about the big bang they're in the center of the universe the ship dropped off the fuel when it time traveled which i don't know why it has to time travel and then they're going to create the big bang again so there's this whole other thing as well going on which never really got resolved properly i mean he held on to that thing i was expecting the doctor to do some miracle thing but they end up like do they solve it and then they're like I don't know. I think the ship is automatically going to drop some more fuel, which will create another big bang. And the lever is automatic, and he can't crowbar it himself, so they get the Garm to do it because he's strong. So he just has to push a button. But all of that felt like a lot for... And then he's like, can you turn that thing on? He's like, yeah, sure, and they destroy it, and he's like, I'm free. Yeah. I feel like, because like that Warrior's Gate one with that writer, I feel like there are lots of layers here. And it's not all... And, okay, it's not... I prefer some stories that are a bit more sort of 
served on a plate of this is A to B adventure story. And I think there is a lot more going on here, but I just, none of those characters are really like, ones that I want to, like all those guards, I was like. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like if you were watching this weekly, you'd enjoy it. There's probably enough of a gap in between and you get enough information in each episode that you can feel like, ooh, okay. Um, like there's lots to digest and take in and new things, you know, like, but I think because we do it the modern day, which is back to back, then you really see those issues because you're like, like I said, well, hang on a minute. Nick, like, not Nissa, uh, Tegan got like felt up by the lepers and she's absolutely fine and that never gets addressed. And like, and how did Nissa actually get ill? And like, all that sort of stuff, those sort of query things come up because you're watching it so concurrently. But I reckon if this was weekly, because each episode's so full of stuff, there's enough of a main story and all the acting's strong enough that you follow through. But I reckon in the space of a week, you'd enjoy all the juicy, ooh, here's a new layer, here's a new level. It's only when you, like, write it all, put it together, and you're like, why? What? Mm, yeah, no, I, I see that. I think it is one to be broken up. Definitely, it's a bit all in one go is a bit too much. Because um, you watched it all in one go, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, today I did it all all in one. I did one. Sorry, we ordered. It's end of the day. One, and then two, three, and then I did four today. It lo- it does look good though, and that the when Tegan and Turlo are underneath in the thing, that's all on film. I think for the light, and it's really well lit. It looks really really good it's just a shame they're not really doing anything they're just crawling around because <laughs> there's nothing for them to do i mean obviously this is known as the one where nissa leaves and the one where she loses her skirt for no reason at all <laughs> yeah yeah she's suddenly hot and starts stripping i mean not even in the... all been there but like you're not on, <laughs> you're not on... <laughs> i was gonna say if you feel ill have you ever done that uh no i don't i mean i've taken a jumper off I've taken a jumper off but I mean, not even in the 60s they would do that. And, like, yeah, it's interesting what you sent me, that extra, that video of her being like, I didn't question it, but I probably should have done. Yeah, why would anybody... I, I, yeah, it's... She does the... She acts it quite well when she is... And she's quite distressed a lot when she's um, captured and the garm's coming towards her and stuff. I mean, okay, the garm, it's supposed to be... I think the writer was like, it's a scary sort of dog thing that can come out of the shadows and get it's you not at all though is it it you shouldn't be scared of the garm and actually you know he he isn't actually bad no he's anyway. great i mean that's the thing it's an intimidating creature and then actually he's really nice and lovely yeah but it doesn't really it's not like a big monster i mean they don't do the sort of monster cliffhanger moment with him which is probably quite good but it's not it doesn't help the story having something like the garm in it no, it just doesn't add anything. Like, why is it a dog? Is it? I don't well, know. I think I think because that's from like um, I'm just looking at on Tardis Wiki a few notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I Shout think out Tardis Wiki. Isn't that in some kind of um, sort of folklore or something like that? You know, like the black dog sort of death oh, maybe, kind of yeah, thing. I think I guess, it's. Yeah. I think it's that. That's the idea. But then. I mean, I enjoyed it because I love dogs. So I enjoyed his presence and then I enjoyed that he was good and was actually making them better or trying to. But he was, I think that's the thing. I think he could make them better, 
but because he was under the control, he couldn't do. He could only do what he was told to do. I think that's what she's sort of indicating. So when he's like summoned to do something, and he's probably summoned to go and do his job, but it's not like it might be just like take them here or something. And but then he goes to get her better, doesn't he? And then she's like, "Oh, I have got better because," but it's just chance. And they say something, oh, he won't work with us. Anyway, yeah, I think he can actually help. Yeah, and did did any of the guys, those guard guys stand out to you at all? I mean, there was the one that was the more sympathetic guy that was ill that the Doctor spoke to. He was the only one that I quite liked. There was two that I thought were the same person. It's not until the end that I was like, I thought he was being nice to the sick one and then being a dick to everyone else, and then I realised there were different people. And then when they were in the same scene together at the end, and I was like, oh, yeah, these guys are different. It's like it's like the scientists at the breakfast table all over again. And I was like, I can't tell them apart. <laughs> Although these guys, I mean, they're supposed to, I mean, they're not like doctors or, or anyone really, are they? They're more like they are guards than anything else. It does remind me, though, I, I'll just have a rant. Whenever I go and get my prescription at the pharmacy, still always like wrong or they can't find it oh i know that feeling i just like every time i'm like i'm here so much and i'm like i can tell you it's not in that drawer it's in the other drawer it's always in the other (laughs) drawer i know where these things are when i walk in i'm like mark's like leave it to me i'll just pack it myself (laughs) and i'm busy it's all right i know where this lives (laughs) and i'm standing there I'm i'm watching them search i'm like this happens every time have you not learned don't search over there first. And they're like, oh, they're looking, oh, what's the name? What's the, oh, I can't find. I'm like, yeah, it's a bot. It's about this big and it's going to be over there because it always is and they can never find it. <laughs> and, I went, and I went in today. I mean, it might as well be these guys from Terminus running it. They, um, on my incident, they, they had it already. It's, it's supposed to be kept in the fridge. They hadn't put it in the fridge. So it's going to get me some, like, they were going to hand me some stuff. They hadn't been in the fridge. It had been sat in the drawer for like however long. I'm like, no, it needs, it needs to be in the fridge. That's who they're like. They're the guys from Terminus. I'm you like, need I mean, to change pharmacists. <laughs> but it's all any pharmacist. I mean, oh, I'm sure there are great pharmacists. It's just sometimes, I'm just like, and I know there's obviously thousands of people, I'm sure, but I'm like, every time, just, I just, it's surely, it can't be that difficult. But. No, I feel you. I mean, yeah, I, I had that. Do you remember when I was like, I took, so the pharmacist was like, oh, we can't give you epilepsy medication anymore. You have to go to your doctor. And I was like, okay. And then I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, you've not been since COVID or before COVID. And I was like, do you remember this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I was like, what are you on about? I've been getting it every month. I've been going through another lockdowns and stuff. And then he was like, are you calling me a liar? And I was like, no. I'm like, I'm just saying your system must be wrong. He's like, I'm not lying. And I was like, well, I'm not lying either. I'm not calling you a liar. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want the drugs. I'll never drugs. forget. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, you want Terminus. Give me the drugs. Give me my... <laughs> I'll never forget. The GP, I got texts and calls. You need to have a your, your diabetic... Um, appointment with the nurse she needs to, you have to have you have to have this maybe i was like okay i made the appointment with the nurse went there went to see the nurse walked in she's like why are you here to see me i'm like oh i got told i need to have my diabetic chat with you or whatever she's like yeah well i don't really deal with diabetes that's more like the hospital. It's, not, <laughs> it's not really my area i'm like well i was like you told me she's like i'll oh, do your blood pressure while i'm here it's like okay and she's like anything else you want i'm like well yeah can you sort out my prescription while you're here 
find these things and make sure that they're on there because they keep just like, okay. I was like, there was a complete waste of time after hounding me to do this. I was like, I don't it's need because to. I have to have um, a health check every year, right? Um, so after usually a year, they're like, oh, you need a health check. So I have to go to the doctors. Now, really, they should do my bloods and stuff. They've not done my bloods in three years. But because you're taking tablets and stuff, they should check your blood levels are all right. This has not happened since COVID. But I still have to have this health check because the doctors get money for me attending a health check. Oh, see, I so have like, to have a yearly as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're supposed to, like, check your blood pressure, check everything, check your all your blood, like, check everything's fine because, obviously, you're taking continuous medication. So you're supposed to have, like... You are. In, you're supposed to have a health check, um, but I've not had my blood taken in three years. I mention it, and they're like, "No, it'll be fine." <laughs> well, yeah, I missed out. But sort of. It's because they get money for it because because technically it's a service that you should have. So then they can say we've given this health check, and they get more money. We well, see. I'm confused because I get the GP doing the yearly checks and doing the blood and all of that, and then the hospital. How did we get on this? By the way, carry on. Because it's terminus, and it's like. <laughs> And Nissa is going to sort out all of these pharmaceutical problems for the yeah, universe. She's got the knowledge; she can do it. Nissa, if anyone's going to run it, if Nissa ran the pharmacy and sorted out all my checks, it'll be fine. Nissa needs to do this. This is her new job. But yeah, I get, I get confused about which one's which because I get these things like you need the blitz, blitz. So I get it all done twice: the hospital and the GP. And then they phone me up and like we got these results, and I don't know which one's talking to me. I just talk to them both. <laughs> so I get it done loads. You do need blood. You're diabetic. Like I just yeah. need it because I take drugs and like I've <laughs> not not naughty drugs for my epilepsy. I need to find out the name good. of the drug in Terminus and be like, that's what it is. The green glow stick stuff. It's what we need. Um, but yeah, yeah. no, supposed to have it. And like I've not, had, I've not had a blood test in three years. I had one in COVID where it's you queued in a car park in a tent and had it done. Oh, um, check you out. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. So... Car park tent. Very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went in a car park and had my blood taken. <laughs> <laughs> but also, do you think this is a good thing for Vanessa to do? I mean, she's not been married off. She's not having a... It, I suppose, yeah, like you say, it's not too sudden. I think it's a really good, worthy way. And it. I think it's good for Nissa's character. I agree, yeah. I think it's a nice fit. You can sort of see it coming. And I think... I, like to me, I know you said you felt she'd gone backwards. I didn't. I felt she'd grown up. I've enjoyed every moment of my time on the TARDIS, and I'll miss you both. But here, I have a chance to put into practice the skills I learnt on track. The first few, she is like this little girl, and she's arguing with Adric, and she's sort of like she's had time without Tegan. Tegan's come back. They're like more like women together, and like I feel she has grown up, and this feels like a nice. It kind of annoyed me some of the dialogue with Tegan on um, her leaving. She's like, you'll die here. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit harsh, wasn't it? I was like, whoa. Like, she's choosing to say, and you're like, you're going to die. It's like, have you watched um, American Horror Story? Uh, some of them. Have you watched, some, like, there's a girl that lives next door, and she goes up to people, and you're going to die here. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's nice to give it that time, though. We don't always get that. Not all no, of them have that. It's a shame. It was done really well. What I wanted was more. I think Tegan supporting her. Tegan's just not been around, and then she's come back. She's like, "Yeah, I'm staying." She's been stuck with Ginger Boy, Mark's twin, and then 
She's like, Doctor, tell her not to. And I want what I wanted. I can deal with that to begin with. But she should, doesn't seem she's sad and not that supportive of the entire venture. <laughs> well, she doesn't want to see Nissa. Yeah, she doesn't want to be stuck with and Tara. What looked like the Doctor and T- uh, Nissa are about to have a snog? Well, it says, I'm just looking on Wiki. I mean, okay, one, Sarah Sutton, she didn't want to go. She was told to go. She didn't want to leave. And Peter Davison wanted Tegan to leave rather than Nissa. He thought the character That's of Nissa so was bad. Obvious. That's so obvious. Do you know what? It's interesting. I was going to say this last week, and obviously I didn't know this was going to be her last episode, but it's so obvious that the Doctor slash Peter prefers Nissa to Tegan. It's so obvious. He's so much nicer to Tegan, to Nissa, sorry, than he ever is to Tegan. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is true. She'll die here. I think she had, this is her, yeah, she has grown up. This is Doctor Who's way of saying she's grown up, taking your skirt off and kissing the Doctor. <laughs> yeah. It literally looked like they were about to snog. And then it like cut. He hooked her in a weird way. And then they had this weird moment. I was like, are they going to snog? And then it like cut. And I was like, what was that? But like all the companions as well, this decision straight away, she hasn't got any of it. That whole bedroom, all of that stuff. She hasn't got any of that stuff. She didn't even bring her top with her. She's lost her skirt. She is left there in her underwear in this ship that probably doesn't have (laughs) any clothes. All she's got is that plastic armour and those guys. I mean, it's. I mean, she's got a lot to she's sort indestructible, out. Indestructible, Mark. Though she's indestructible. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Like you, Tegan, I'm indestructible. Yeah, it's it's nice to have that that moment at least. And then we're like, no one cares about Turlo. No one's like, where's Turlo? No one gives a shit. And he, he's and back. neither did I, if I'm honest. Well, I, it's, I'm so it's... bored of this storyline with this character. The only, like I say. The only saving grace was him being like, I don't want to do this. But I'm like, you've not even talked to this guy. Like, you've literally spent no time in this entire episode with the Doctor to suddenly be, other than very early on at the start, you were like, oh, could I murder someone? And he brings it up a few times. He doesn't fucking know the Doctor. He's happy to sabotage his TARDIS. It's just, it's a shame because actually I think the actor's really strong. I think just the way the character's been written is really poor. like what can you do with the dialogue what can you do with that well they try that moment where he says to tegan it's obviously weighing on his mind and the guilt is building up it's i suppose that is quite (laughs) (laughs) that's odd why are you saying that (laughs) yeah i mean they, they are trying but i feel like this story was written and then they had to put that in afterwards we will see what happens with turlo because obviously that needs to conclude at some point uh but there's just so much going on in this one it was about Nissa leaving. It's it a and Nissa it was story. a really good Nissa Doctor story. Yeah, because it's been a lot of Tegan focus, and it was good to have that Nissa focus this time. Are you going to miss Nissa? Yeah, I've really enjoyed her, especially since Adric went, and I've really enjoyed. And then Tegan coming back, I've enjoyed her rapport with the Doctor. Like I said, I think every week she's done a little bit more. There was that period where I was like, "What's she doing? Like, why?" She, and I just don't think they knew how to write for her, and she sort of grown and she's doing more and she's yeah so i will miss her also because she's such a, a, a like opposite to tegan in some ways and tegan can be quite moany and quite flaily i mean she's running around in heels she's running like it's not her it's not the actress's fault but like tegan is literally in a corset a skirt and heels in that interview she's saying her legs used to swell up because she was in those heels the whole time yeah like you know, why did they put her in heels when she's running around on... She's obviously... That's what her job is. She's a companion. You'd think they'd have her in at least some flat pumps or something. 
If they're going to have her in that outfit, fine, but stick her in some flat pumps. And again, it's not her fault. They've just made her quite... I quite like that she's quite defiant, that she knows something's not right with Turley, that she's not afraid to stand up to people. They're all the things I like about Tegan. And then every now and then she'll be... I quite like that she's not afraid to be a bit like Psycho with the Dog, but sometimes they'll write it in a way. And it's not her fault, because how else can you say some of that stuff? That she can just be a bit whiny. So you really liked her when she started off right at the beginning. You were like, she's really strong. Has she got an? And I said she's known as that sort of moany companion. Yeah, I feel like now she's come back. She's more moany than what she was. We're not even halfway through this season, and they've lost two of the people that she was with. Because Adric went last season, wasn't it? Right at the end of last season. Right yeah. at the end of last season. So we go into this season with that still being a thing. And then we've lost another one now. And she was taken over and then I got sorted. So some of it, I can't, I feel like it's a justified Moni, but sometimes I feel it's like they write her Moni for the sake of being Moni. And actually some of her stronger moments are when she's like defiant or when she's like, no, I know this, or I don't trust you. And I'll tell you to your face. Oh, like when she was talking to um, the Brigadier and she was like, chauvinist like there are things that i like about her where she's like where she's like quite gutsy as a character they just don't help her they stick her in heels and then they give her some whiny lines sometimes yeah yeah it's it's a shame like yeah tegan we'll see what happens with tegan as well then with her character if she with her and turlo that dynamic as well and the doctor sort of just we haven't talked about the doctor but he's just being the doctor getting on working it out do you know why? I really noticed his celery this time. Yay! Like, as in, I really noticed it. I don't know if it was a slightly bigger green sprig that, like, sometimes it sort of cut off, but sometimes it was, like, really green on... I just really noticed it this time, and I thought I should say. Well, I thought about that, because he had his jacket off from a lot of it as well. He had his cricket jumper on. So I was like, yeah. When it was on, it was, like, a big sprig. Well, it's the it's quite a grey set isn't it maybe there's any bit yeah, of colour maybe any bit of colour that I'm like ooh colour <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe that's it because we've had a lot of outdoor stuff and now we're just stuck on a grey ship with the lepers and I'm like oh bit of, bit of greenery bit of plant life okay well I'm, I'm surprised actually you thought it was alright I thought you might not like this one but I was um, going to say we've talked about this a lot but actually we've not we've talked about our ailments a lot well and Nissa it's the big thing is Nissa leaving Nissa leaving and you and me talking about pharmacists. They're the big Well, there you go. well that's it. Well, she's, that's to say. That's what she's... It's relevant to the story this time. It's relevant. Um, well, the next story is called Enlightenment. Okay. That seems quite... Uh, I think the Doctor will... I think it'll be something to do with the Black Guardian. Three feels like the magic number. I, I don't know. I just feel like... That will reach a point. Well, it's um, it's four episodes. Although on the DVD and the Blu-ray, they did this experiment, which was quite fun to edit down a classic story to like the forty-five minute structure. But you, you can't. Then you watch get that. to choose each time. Well, it's an extra on the DVD. It's like, do you want the forty-five minute re-edited version? to make it like a new series episode or do you want the four part one but sorry we could do in the four part one obviously <laughs> it i mean it doesn't really work because they cut a lot out and they try and make it and they rescore it and all that kind of stuff they did a bit of a what would it be like if we made it more pacey but this is uh, it's a good it's a good one next time okay. um, i mean i didn't i'd give this like 
a six out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Like, it's definitely not below that. I, I don't feel it's a seven. It's probably like six and a half. Yeah. And we shouldn't feel too sad for Nissa because in the audios, don't worry, I'm not going to make you listen to any, but in the audios, she comes back. They set a story literally after this. So Nissa leaves, Tegan and Taylor and the Doctor go off, and then they meet Nissa, like Nissa 30 years later. So for them, it's like, the next day but for Nissa it's like 30 years so it's like older Nissa and she's out doing her space medicine stuff she's looking for a cure for something or whatever so then she joins the TARDIS again so it's Tegan Tello old Nissa which is really weird on the front on like the covers it's them in the 80s and then Nissa now sort of thing That's but cool. but then she, I don't think she liked her face on the cover being like old so then yeah. there's a story where she gets rejuvenated back to things so they can so basically they just carry on having adventures for a long time even though That's she left dangerous. and she has like two kids I think she's got two kids and you go back and meet With her family and, uh, some guy on a planet or whatever she's some guy on a planet <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole Nissa backstory. There's a whole like loads of stories with them. Uh, I did enjoy Nissa as a character yeah. in the companion because actually Nissa doesn't get to interact with Turla very much at all. They're no. separate. Like literally yeah. last week, that was it. So they up. they sort of pass by without. They're literally of, passing ships. Yeah, passing ships. Yeah. Where can you find us, Mark? Here we go. That means we're it's the end of the episode when you say that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I didn't and... say it last week. You literally said it before me. I was like, Mark's ready to go. <laughs> no, I, well, I know when it's the end of the episode and you're like, we're done when you say that. Yeah, it was like, that's it. We've, the conversation's done. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it last week. I was about to say, you went, right, well, you can find us like Mark's ready because I'm like, I don't need to say it. You can find us at 2WatchWho, uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I will update Instagram. I'm getting there slowly. We'll be and relevant. You can support us at buymeacoffee.com. Oh, yes. Slash to watch who. Yes, of course. Thank you, everyone that does. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. die here.